Welcome back everyone. The 4-Factor Dividend Growth Portfolio just finished its first fiscal year, and I'm happy to report that it managed to outperform the S&P 500, earning itself a notch in the W column. The final return for year number 1 was a positive return of 10.9%. The S&P 500 for the same period of time had a return of 10.14%, meaning that my portfolio generated 0.75% of alpha. While that isn't a big win, it is a win nonetheless, and I'm happy that the strategy is off to a successful start. On November 1st, so just a few days ago, the portfolio was rebalanced with new stocks, and it is chugging along for fiscal year 2. The first 3 days of November have been pretty strong for the market, with the S&P 500 seeing a gain of 3.94%, a welcome sight after 3 consecutive months of decline. The 4-factor portfolio got off to a slightly better start to November, as it's up 4.56% or 0.63% ahead of the S&P thus far. Short-term market swings are meaningless, because this is a long-term dividend growth strategy, after all. What I want to do today is talk about the rebalancing for fiscal year 2. I'll let you know which stocks are part of the portfolio now, what changes I made to this strategy, but it's probably best to start with a quick refresher of what the 4-factor strategy is, and what I hope to achieve with it. If you're familiar with the strategy, you can skip ahead a little bit, as the explanation can be a little redundant. A little more than a year ago, as I was digging around into SCHD, I came up with the idea for the 4-factor dividend growth portfolio. In a nutshell, it's a variation of SCHD that is tailored to my personal style of dividend investing. I like SCHD a lot, but I don't necessarily love all of dividend stocks that the fund owns. The beauty of SCHD, or any other ETF or index fund, is the simplicity they offer. You invest in just one fund, but you gain exposure to tens or hundreds of stocks without having to do all of the research and trying to figure out what's fairly valued or overvalued. The automation that ETFs and index funds offer make an investor's life simple, and more often than not, these investment vehicles generate better returns than individual investors. Let's face it, most investors, amateur and professional alike, suck at investing. We make emotional decisions, and we let our egos drive our decisions. While we may have periods where we beat the market, they are few and far between. In the long run, the average investor is likely better off investing in a simple index fund or ETF, which is a far less cumbersome process and will lead to a better final outcome. What the 4-factor strategy is meant to achieve is to blend the automation feature of index funds and ETFs with a personalized portfolio that caters to my own style of investing. My personal style of investing focuses on dividend growth while maximizing my total return. Essentially, what I aim to accomplish with my portfolio is to have a total return that is competitive with the broad equity market, all the while building a growing passive income stream that can supplement my lifestyle in retirement. SCHD is a great dividend ETF that has a strong track record and a simple-to-understand strategy. The fund tracks the Dow Jones US Dividend 100 Index that uses a simple process to identify the best 100 dividend stocks to hold every year. What I did for the 4-factor strategy is borrow the stock selection process used by the DGI US Dividend 100 Index with a few minor twists and applied it to a universe of dividend growth stocks that align with my investment style. The process starts out with the initial universe of stocks from which I will select the best investment ideas. To find stocks for the initial universe, I apply 8 rules to all dividend stocks. Those rules are a payout ratio of 80% or less, a 3 and 5 year dividend growth rate of at least 5%, a 5-year revenue and earnings per share growth rate of at least 5%. The stock must trade on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. It must have a wide or narrow MOT rating for Morningstar, and an exemplary or standard stewardship rating also for Morningstar. For the month of November, 
133 unique stocks met all 8 criteria and were included in the universe of dividend stocks from which I was going to make my selections. To find the best stocks amongst these 133 dividend stocks, I used the 4 factors that were inspired by SCHD's underlying index. Those 4 factors are the free cash flow to total debt ratio, the 5-year dividend growth rate, the return on capital, and the forward dividend yield. I ranked all 133 stocks based on their metrics for these four factors and found which stocks appear to be the best across the board. The original four-factor portfolio that ran from November 1, 2022 through October 31, 2023 included the top 30 ranked stocks with a unique weighing approach. If you're curious which stocks were part of that portfolio, you can find an older episode on my channel. The new four-factor portfolio that was launched on November 1, 2023 includes the top 25 dividend stocks from the most recent four-factor ranking I put together on October 31st. Let me just read off the top 25 stocks, and then I'll give you some average statistics on the portfolio as a whole. The top stocks in order of how they ranked are Sociedad Química Imnera, ticker symbol SQM, EOG Resources, ticker symbol EOG, Williams Sonoma, ticker symbol WSM, Automatic Data Processing, ticker symbol ADP, Fastnell, ticker symbol FAST, Infosys, ticker symbol INFY, ASML Holdings, ticker symbol ASML, Home Depot, ticker symbol HD, Paychex, ticker symbol PAYX, Monolithic Power Systems, ticker symbol MPWR, Texas Instruments, ticker symbol TXN, Robert Half International, ticker symbol RHI, Old Dominion Freight, ticker symbol ODFL, Lam Research, ticker symbol LRCX, Masco, ticker symbol MAS. Watsco, ticker symbol WSO. Cohen and Steers, ticker symbol CNS. Skyworks Solutions, ticker symbol SWKS. Microchip Technology, ticker symbol MCHP. Broadcom, ticker symbol AVGO. Landstar, ticker symbol LSTR. Rollins, ticker symbol ROL. Lowe's, ticker symbol LOW. United Parcel Service, ticker symbol UPS. And MasterCard, ticker symbol MA. The average forward dividend yield for these 25 stocks as of October 31st was 2.43%. Collectively, they had an average return on capital of about 25%. They grew their dividends at a rate of 18.5% during the last 5 years. And their average free cash flow to total debt ratio was 416%. Although this is highly inflated by monolithic power systems and Old Dominion, the new portfolio has an equal weight allocation to each of these stocks at a flat 4%. I moved away from using the capped float-adjusted market capitalization to set the initial asset allocation for this portfolio. The main reason for that was that this method favored larger companies and somewhat defeated the purpose of the four-factor ranking process. During the past year, I ran a mock equal weight portfolio with the original 30 chosen stocks for this strategy, and it turned out that an equal weight allocation would have led to a 1.35% better return. I also measured the individual returns for all 30 original stocks and found that on average, stocks that ranked better in the four-factor selection process performed better overall. Out of the chosen 30 stocks, those ranked 1 through 15 had an average return of 13.37% last year, while stocks ranked 16 through 30 had an average return of just 10.71%. While I do realize that this pattern in total returns may just be a coincidence, I did decide to trim the number of holdings in year 2 to just 25 stocks, and also to adopt an equal weight asset allocation. The equal weight allocation was much easier to implement in my brokerage account, and it will be easier to keep track of going forward. This portfolio is rather small, sitting right around $2,000, and as such, it didn't really generate a meaningful amount of dividend income in its first year. 
the total dividend income in year 1 was $42.21. In year 2, I am projecting for this income to be above $50, which will be a decent level of year-over-year growth. I did allocate more capital to the four-factor strategy two months ago. I have another portfolio with a little more than $7,000 that was built using the stock selection tool. That portfolio was launched at the start of September, but with only the top 20 stocks. It didn't get off to a great start, as most equities have declined during the last two months. But I will provide an update on how that portfolio is doing in the future. The goal for the four-factor portfolio is to achieve a 12% annualized rate of total return and to have a growing passive dividend income stream. Thus far, since inception, the portfolio has a 14.65% annualized rate of return, which is great. But I will wait until the portfolio has been around for at least 5 years to evaluate the true merit of the strategy. I hope you enjoyed the content. If you did, please give this podcast a 5 star rating. Thank you for joining me today and see you next time.